All right. Believe it or not, it's that time of year yet again. Time for high school football here in the Kansas City metro area, at least on the Missouri side this week. But we start up regardless here on Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer from KSHB 41. He is Dion Clisso from, see right there, Preps KC. Preps KC from Dion. the Xfinity Studios. <laughs> you have a new, yeah, you have the new studio, the sponsor and everything. Sponsored. We're, the Preps KC studio is sponsored by Xfinity. Big things here on STP. Very happy. You'll see them every Friday night on on uh, 41 when I do the, the late uh, bit there on the news. It's going to be great. We're happy to have them. and uh, yeah. Great great internet and TV and uh, loving it. That's coming up this Friday night. Yes, it is. It's on the Missouri side. Missouri starts a uh, a week early. At least they have the last uh, few years uh, the, from Kansas. But they play one more game, so they all hit the playoffs at about the same time. Uh, so we'll be talking about those Remax Big 3 matchups. Come this week on the Missouri side, talk Simone watch, but then we're also going to um, educate Dion on the state bird of Kansas. Cause Dion, <laughs> you're on the spectrum, uh, Nebraska furniture mark uh, preview show, which was great. You and Leaf did a great job. It's always fun to, uh, to see that preview show. Uh, but you seem to question why they changed. What was it? The KCAL, the KCAL to the Meadowlark league. You're like Meadowlark lemon. That's all I can think of myself. And native Kansan, who's never lived outside of the uh, state of Kansas, who had to grow up knowing about the state buffalo, right? State animal buffalo, right? State flower, sunflower, the state song. The state reptile is the ornate box turtle, okay? I, of course, know the state bird, which is the western meadowlark. So I have no doubt that that conference yes. is named after the state bird of Kansas. Yes, I, you know, I and and I, I think after we got up there, I think uh, one... Joe Novacek informed me that's what it was. Uh, another native Kansan who's native probably Kansan right there. Never lived outside of. Never lived outside. They keep of the telling state. us there's, a, there's other stuff out there. I just don't believe them. Well, you know, and I don't even know what the state bird of Missouri is, and that's why I or Hawaii, where I was born. I do think the state bird of Virginia? Virginia is the cardinal. That's I cool. think it's it was on license plates, so I'm going to assume yeah. it was the cardinal. Um, I, I think that's it. I do know that uh, state motto is six semper tyrannis. And what famous or infamous person uttered that in history? Who said it? John Wilkes Booth. Oh, yeah. After he shot Abraham Lincoln, did the state uh, motto of Virginia. Six, it's uh, it's odd, was odd uh, person to, uh, you know, name your state motto after. Or well, it was already the state motto of Virginia. And remember at that time, they, they were, uh, they had seceded from the Union and they yeah. were part of the Confederacy. In fact, Richmond was the capital. And, at Aspera uh, Paraspera is Kansas, by the way. To See, the I don't know through difficulty. I, I uh, six of Durham's is up. It's I think it's uh, technically it's up with tyrants, meaning down with tyrants. Yeah. Uh, my Latin teacher uh, in high school, because I took Latin in high school, used to uh, say it and do a. I bet uh, you a gesture, use that a lot. A gesture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, Latin's great. Uh, I, I took what the my teacher called uh, cocktail party Latin. When someone goes, oh, Latin, I took Latin. I'm all Masamat. That's what you know. That's what it basically is. It's something that you can say. I took Latin in high school. So, so, by the way, the Missouri State Bird is the Eastern Bluebird, and yes, the Virginia State Bird is the Northern Cardinal. Though it's all these directional: Western Meadowlark, Eastern Bluebird. Northern yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there you go. I think the state uh, flower and or tree of Virginia is the dogwood. I only know that from the American president. <laughs> Virginia is for lovers. That's all I know, right? Virginia oh yeah, that, for lovers. I moved to Virginia in the '80s, and that was when that 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 whole ad campaign was going. And I lived in Virginia Beach, and that's all you saw is Virginia is for lovers. And 
Uh, yeah, that was in, that was in burned in your brain. So That's awesome. I don't know North Carolina. And I live there too, so I'm not really. Those are my those are my states that I've lived in in my life. All right, first episode of Snap Tackle Bird here uh, with Dion <laughs> and Nick. Uh, no, we'll get to some football here. So let's 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 jump right in. Look, you got your Remax big three games of the week, just three yes. on the Missouri side. And look, Missouri isn't messing around, so I'm not going to mess around. We're going to get right to it. Right, what could end up being the biggest regular season game of the year in Kansas City, and depending on which poll you look at, it's number one be number two, right? Lee Summit yeah. North and Liberty North right out of the gates here. It's almost like they planned it that way. Well, and it's it's a fantastic game, and and you know last year it was a a back and forth game won by Liberty North. Uh, Lee Summit North looked like they had control of it, uh, and then Liberty North, I think they scored the last two touchdowns to win that game. Kind of dominated the fourth quarter. Kind of um, kind of leaned on them. I think they're. Their kind of overall size kind of kind of wore Lee Summit North out a little bit. Not that Lee Summit North is a small team by any means. Uh, this year it's going to be interesting because you know one of the things that helped Liberty North last year was their offensive line. They were replacing a lot of those guys. I fully expect them to have five big, huge guys playing offensive line. I don't think that's going to stop. But uh, you know Lee Summit North is replacing some people on defense uh, at the linebacker core and a little bit of the defensive backs. So that's going to be a test right there. Uh, you, you know Liberty North's got their quarterback and their skill players back, so. Um, that's going to be a, a definite mashup. Um, but, uh, you know, the defense of Liberty North's got nine of 11 back led by Melvin Laster, Javon Smith. Yeah. Um, those guys are, are really mm-hmm. tough. The one thing that, that I've cautioned people on, we were on sound off the other night is uh, Lee Seminole's got all the talent. They've got two pretty good quarterbacks, but th- they're brand new quarterbacks. And not just like we've got a, a junior and a sophomore been in our system, they're transfers. So, and, and coach Mosey said it himself. He goes, you know, one guy, was running the option at St. Thomas Aquinas. Another guy, you know, flex didn't bone. see that, but yeah, running a flex bone. And, you know, the, the kid from Liberty North, you know, saw the field a, a little bit more early in the season. But as the season went on, it's it was Sam Van Dyne. They spotted him in um, a little bit. So he's he knows. I mean, he said in in our in our podcast in our, that, uh, you know, that the, they're going to play both. Uh, you know, they're both still learning the Lee Summit North offense. So, you know, the thing that Lee Summit North had last year was Trey Baker. And he he played every snap, had one interception, I think through like 29 touchdowns, uh, you know, just the one interception and, and, you know, did a lot of stuff with his feet to keep plays alive, to make things happen for his receivers to get open. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, how that that plays out. And, you know, I, one of the guys who writes for me, Ryan Edwards, had his column this week, and he was kind of saying, I wish this game was later in the year. And part of me agrees with him. I love it being week one just to, you know, kick things off. But later in the year, you'll know more about these teams you know, at, you, hypothetically, well, later in the year, full well strength. Later in the year, right? Yeah. Well, I I think the districts come out tomorrow. Um, I, they should be in opposite districts. I don't think that they're going to put them in the same district. If they do, that's just criminal. Um, that just that just would to me show St. Louis bias out of Misha. Um, then you know they they should be in opposite districts. The district rotation would probably put them on the same side this year. Uh, so they probably meet semifinal if they met again. So, you know, nothing is guaranteed, but, uh, you know, part of me says if they were a little more seasoned, say week five or week yeah. six, it might be a better game, but I don't think it really matters. I think both these teams are pretty good right now. Um, the way Missouri does it, I, I still don't get it. I mean, you, you don't find out. So game day, like what class you're in. Oh, what I've heard. What, district, Illinois, what class Illinois does it at the end of the season. Who does? Illinois does it at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, Illinois. They're so worried about filling their districts, and if a team has enough, and it's, it to me has gotten to the point where Kansas knows um, two years beforehand. It's a, a situation where, yeah, it, it's a you know it's where 
you know, they, they don't, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're too worried about filling out in football, especially they're, they're worried about filling out teams for like other sports. Like they release the other districts for the other sports a week later. Yeah. Do that. Then uh, football, you can do in the middle. I mean, you can do it the first of August. I mean, teams know if they're going to have enough players to be playing or not. And, and that was a rash of teams that it's an overreaction to a, a, an issue that happened a few years ago where a bunch of teams were like, we don't have enough players. We want to go eight man or, we don't have the players. We're going to, you know, go junior varsity like Clinton did. It's a, it's a solution to fix a tiny, tiny problem. Um, yeah. It's throwing, I think it's kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, it yes. affects a few schools. And like you said, I mean, with, with high school football these days, the season begins June 1st, right? You're yes. They know what their numbers you're playing, are. You're playing uh, scrimmages. You've got jamborees, you got camps, you're traveling to camps you know your guys right yeah but the first day of practice isn't really the first day of practice right especially in missouri like, they have so oh, many who's coming out today it's not like that at all yeah you know i i just don't understand why missouri waits till the first day of the season to determine their districts and their classes what well feels like Platt they County or sometimes have been on the they don't know are we class five class four uh, you got you got center at pleasant hill two teams good enough to you know go deep in class three are they going to be in class four with smithville and harrisonville and you know you know, Grandview, are they going to be with those teams? Are they going to be back down to class three? Um, Pius is on the line, though. Everybody that I've talked to thinks that Pius is going to stay in three. Um, now, if they make another run to a state championship game in three, I think that they will They will go up there. That number, that, that multiplier will push them up. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, have, I have some friends that are, you know, tight with some people. And, and you know, I, I have friends at Misha, and I'm just like, Kansas, Kansas just throws a, a line in the sand and goes with it. They aren't worried about filling out their um, brackets, you know, in the smaller, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not that adept on the smaller schools. We don't have the, you know, we don't have any one, that many one we don't have any one, eight teams in the Metro or two, eight teams uh, in Kansas. Um, it's four, four, three, eight, Maranatha, three maybe, eights. right? Maranatha. Um, they were like eight, man, I thought, or they got two, a, they, they, I thought they went eight man. So, I mean, okay, maybe not. you've got Baldwin that's three, a Bishop Ward that's three, a, and those are the two kind of schools, but, I, you know, I haven't seen anybody, you know, district dropping out there and it, and it cataclysmically affecting the bracket. I, yes. I mean, I mean, there, on the other there end, is I a don't disease. Why uh, Kansas counts differently for football than they do other sports and they have to go on a two year basis. I would think, okay, one year, right? It seems yeah. like Kansas goes way too early. Missouri's way too late. Well, uh, there, but, there's a disease okay. at Misha and it may be at Keisha too that we must treat football like every other sport and everything must be the same all across the board, all our rules and districts and, you know, that everybody makes a playoffs thing came out of that. And um, which, you know, I didn't love, still don't necessarily love. I mean, you know, in, in Kansas, it's, you, you get it even worse because you get a one sixteen matchup and there's kids are just getting their brains beat in, in the one sixteen, and there's the one eight matchups in, in Missouri, which with the exception of, you know, a few districts, you know, nobody in the t bottom half of that district has a chance to go deep. You know, you're just asking to get killed, but <clears throat> that's what they do. Everything's the same. Everything's got to be the same. We, you know, keep it. No, football is a different sport. It's only played once a week. It's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with having different rules for football no. or different rules for basketball. Other sports I mean, too. Yeah. yes. Things that are unique to that sport. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, <clears throat> to me, that frustrates me with those districts and yeah. uh, things like that. And, it, you know, we'll find out on, this is being recorded on Thursday. By the time you may be watching this, that'll all be out. Everything I've recorded 
up until this point is like, well, you'll find out on Friday. We're, we're, we're 32 hours away from the game. We don't know yeah. like, some of these teams, what class they're going to be in. Because it'd be great to kind of size things up. And I'm sure coaches yeah. would love to be able to forecast like, okay. Well, and, is- and you know, with the with the weighted system for your playoff seating in Missouri, not that, you know, guys schedule so far out anyway. I mean, you know that. But, I mean, even if you were in Kansas and you had a two-year cycle, you could kind of, well when they go when they schedule in Kansas, they know what class and district they're going to be in, though they don't the wait they don't have a waiting system. Missouri, you schedule and you have no idea. So somebody you could have scheduled, which would you thought was going to give you some bonus points, could be in the same class with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's I don't know. Like I said, we we've argued this before, but <clears throat> yeah, just have to sit back and wait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we will. Uh, all right, so we digress. This is what happens, Kansas? We don't play. We go down these <laughs> rabbit holes to fill up uh, <laughs> fill up our time. Uh, we apologize. Back to the Remax Big Three. Well, actually, let, let, let's finish this off. Liberty North and Lee Summit North. I can't wait to see it. Are you going to lean one way or the other? I mean, I'm, I'm leaning Liberty how North. Many, just how many FBS guys are in this game? How, about, how many D1 guys are in this game? D1 counting guys? Group of five, counting FCS. Give, give me a number. Oh, I'd say there's easily 15. Yeah, if you're counting like the Missouri States of the world and, oh, and all yeah. that, which, are, which is D1. Oh, yeah. I'd say I'd say easily 15, and I'd maybe I would too. I would, I would venture a guess that Lee Summit North might have 12 on their own. Yes. Uh, again, not not like <clears throat> 12 SEC, but if you're counting, you know, the the Valley football and you're counting, you know, the Mac and stuff like that, uh, yeah. all levels of D1. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I mean, Sam, I mean, I know the Liberty's got at least three or four. I mean, Sam Van Dyne's going probably power five. Melvin Lasseter is going to play for whoever he wants. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Go in the draft. I mean, he might as well. well I mean, I mean he, the the North Kansas City kid committing to Alabama. Yes, this is the last time we had an Alabama commit. We had one, a JUCO kid, um, the one from oh went to Lansing, Lansing, who went to Hutch, going to Alabama. Yeah, tremendous athlete. And then now uh, the North Kansas City kid going to Nick Saban, uh, learning about KC. Well, and Laster's going to get. I think he. I don't know if he already has an Alabama offer, but he's going to get one. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. And and, and not to say the, that the tackle at um, at uh, Raytown. I mean, he was getting Riker yeah. last year as a junior. So he's another one. So, you know, it's going to be, there's a lot of talent on the field. It's going to be crazy. You know, the game is on, you know, Liberty has school district has a deal. So the game is going to be on ESPN three, which not everybody gets. So this isn't a, it's on spectrum, sit at home and watch it mm-hmm. type deal. This is a, you got to get your butt <laughs> in a car and go. And um, while some districts have exclusionary policies in terms of, who can come watch a game. I don't think Liberty does. Uh, there are some districts out there like independents who have decided that uh, if you are a high school student uh, from another high school, you have to have mommy and daddy come with you if you want to come to their games. Just because they've had issues and stuff. I think they've had issues. And stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, to me, it's don't, don't put a rule before you have major issues. I mean, if you're having major issues, then yes, but yeah, at the same, uh, the, what is it? What does that say about your football programs that only people are coming to start fights? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to Liberty North on Friday night to start a fight. No, I think they're gonna be there to watch football, to watch fantastic <laughs> football. And by the way, we and that's the thing, I, you know, and if that's your issue in Independence or Center or places like that, I don't think Center has that problem because I mean they're good. I mean, if you're in Independence and you're struggling and you think people are just gonna come and start a fight, then maybe do that. But you know, that's that's how you think. You think of. What do I do? Not how do I make my product so good that I have to turn people away? Yeah. How do I protect my product so that people don't come? And, 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 and 
these guys are so good for both teams. We we glossed over Caden Green, right? Who who's going to Oklahoma? <laughs> going to Oklahoma. Any yeah. other year, the biggest signing. But this year, I mean, and the, the coming, he's one of two because PJ out of Ottawa seniors, from- man. Is that class twenty four as well? <clears throat> and and so there's on. there's two guys going to Oklahoma. PJ out of Ottawa from yep. um, and and PJ. Thank God for thank you very much for going by PJ. Your 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 brother went by Tom. Podcasters I, I can pronounce your brother's first that first name, and I, I've gotten out of the habit, so I'm not as good. But Tommy out of Ottawa is at Northwestern, who uh, won yeah. the Bucky Cannon Award, is outstanding yep. player. His little brother, not little at all. No, <laughs> PJ not. is going to Oklahoma as well. All right, let's move on here. Uh, the next Remax Big Three game of the week is another good one, man. Missouri's just knocking out of the park. Rockhurst and Ray Peck. Um, yeah. And what Ray Peck beat Rock at the very last, the, the, the line last year, right? The very yes. final seconds. They've won two close games. I mean, Rock has led in both those games the last two years uh, that Kelly Donahoe has been there and they've lost close games. Uh, this is going to be really good. I, I, uh, I was probably I'm, I'm look I'm a big Ray Peck fan. I think if you're if you get caught up in Liberty North and Lee Summit North, you're going to forget about Ray Peck because Ray Peck is going to be really good. Defense is a work in progress right now, but they usually figure that out. Offense is going to be as good as anybody. Um, I'm a big Ray Peck fan going into the season, but and this is probably biased because I covered Kelly Donahoe for so long. After a conversation with Mr. Donahoe for our radio show, uh, <laughs> there was a confidence in him that has me thinking that that rock's going to get this win that the way that he likes how this team's playing. Um, and they're, they're junior heavy. Um, they don't have a ton of seniors that are playing. He likes the seniors that they're good leaders and where they're, you know, the, where the seniors are playing they they do a fantastic job, but this is a group that when Kelly Donahoe, Greg Oder, Tom Cruise got to rockers three years ago, Tom Cruise told me the freshmen are really good. This is the group that's going to, you know, get things going. And they've also had three years in that system. Uh, knowing how, how those coaches like to do things. I think it's going to be a great game. It's at Ray Peck, which is a great atmosphere. Um, if no, if you've never been to a game at Ray Peck, you know, that's another place you need to go. Um, it's a big stadium. They have a lot, it's right there off the highway. They've got an exit right there now. So it's easy to get to, mm-hmm. um, it's down there. It's, it's, <laughs> it is a drive, uh, uh, our own Cole Young at Preps KC lives down there, but, uh, which is nice to have him down that way, but, uh, it's a, it's a drive to get down there, but, uh, it's a great atmosphere. That's a fun game. A lot of good players in that game as well. Jaden Doss. Ray, Ray Peck's got like three D1 receivers. Yeah. Um, I think Riddell is his name, is the junior who actually led them in receiving last year. Jaden Doss did not. Zach Dombrowski, uh, the quarterback at Ray Peck, outstanding player. Um, and then uh, Thomas Fager is their tailback, who I feel like has been their tailback for seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he played on the, you know, he got, t- he got touches. It, like his sophomore freshman or sophomore year when they won state championship and yeah. it just feels like he's been I, I just feel like i've seen thomas fager's name in the stat line for every year for the last seven years yeah excited to see that rockers quarterback um as yes. well as like a missouri state offer yeah I, he's a junior and um and and they've got you know and he, they've got a big offensive line you want to talk about guys who are going to get some offers andrew sprague their left tackle uh is a guy who's a junior um he, like six 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 seven you know 300 plus and not like he's got some baby fat. I saw him play basketball this winter and he is a player. He's got good feet. He moves well. Uh, he's everything that, you know, long arms, all that kind of stuff. He's definitely a big time player for them. And um, he's going to be a key to their offense. They can get behind him and run a lot. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's what, I think when you talk to coach Donahoe, that's their plan is like, you know, if we can just keep the ball, that'll keep the ball out of the hands yeah. of that, uh, that Ray pack offense. 
I mean, the four teams we talked about in Missouri's big class. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, those are the four best uh, on this side, on the Kansas City yeah, side. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that Rockers, Lee Summit North, and and uh, Ray Peck could all be in the same district. I think those three could be in the same district. Where Liberty, Liberty North, uh, Blue Springs, Blue Springs South could be yeah. in the other district. Yeah, good points there. All right, last but not least, the final big three game is Belton and Excelsior Springs. Uh, I like this one because it was kind of two sneaky good teams from a year ago. They are they both bring in uh, good squads back. Yeah, they are. And Excelsior Springs, these guys have been starting since they were sophomores. Chance Moreland there. Um, their quarterback is a great option guy who triggers what they do. They run that split back veer, um, which is, you know, they move into the suburban conference. There's a lot of suburban teams that uh, haven't seen that, uh, you know, uh, so it's going to be tough to defend. And, uh, you look at Belton coach Todd Vaughn has done a great job and, um, you know, he's got, he brings his quarterback back, uh, Javen minor, uh, tailback, Greg Lyles, who split time and tailback is now a, a slot back receiver for them. They've got great weapons. Um, they, they are Belton is a program with the exception of a couple of years ago when they just were not very good. I think they went one and nine or oh and 10. I'd have to look back and see. They just they just had a group of kids just not as, as talented. They had the numbers down a little bit, just a dip, just in you know just in the way the school was. It wasn't anything they did wrong, um, and they came right back and have been very good since then. And uh, that's going to be a fun game. Uh, those two teams uh, really could get after it. Both are really well coached, um, good communities that that really like their football. So that's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, just 2019, Pelton was 0 and 10. Yeah, twenty twenty they went to eight and two last year seven and four so quick turnaround there uh, for the Pirates. Um, all right, Simone, watch. Let's get it started here. Let's get a a big pool of guys here. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of names throughout there thrown out there, and you know, just getting back to um, our discussions on all the D one guys and all the offers yeah. here in the area. This this could be a jammed jam packed. Yeah, Simone I encourage watch. everyone to go to the year long. The Simoneawards.com, the website there. We've got the, the, the first Simone watch up there. Um, of course, it's presented by the McCarthy Auto Group. They're the great sponsor of those awards. Um, I put together a list of almost 20 guys. <laughs> and I broke them down into your traditional running back, um, quarterback group, uh, the receiver group, which is, you know, they'll sneak in there every once in a while and get one. Uh, the lineman linebacker group, which is usually the, you know, the Buck Buchanan award. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are, we've got, when you've got four guys who are power five D one guys, they're, they've got a shot to kind of get their way in there. And, you know, you know, like Melvin Laster, who we talked about, Caden Green, Shandavian Bradley and uh, PJ out of and, you know, Idrick Hill. I don't think we've <laughs> ever had a better pool of Buchanan award. Um, well, and, Let's not let's not kid winner. ourselves. The Simone Award goes to the best football player in the Metro. The Buchanan Award has put more boys in the NFL in the last decade than any Absolutely. other award. It's Absolutely. not even close. I mean, Simone Award. Look, it's like the Heisman, and <clears throat> and, and look, football, especially now. I mean, the the quarterback is a much bigger piece of the pie than it was even twenty years ago. Um, it's almost like quarterbacks have used to be running back quarterback. Used to be a running back award, right? And yeah. then quarterbacks jumped in. And now the quarterbacks are kind of nudging the running backs out of it, but it is basically a quarterback running back award. And, but a lot of times you see like the NFL draft, right? The, the best quarterback doesn't always go number one overall. Yeah. Sometimes it's a tackle or a pass rush or something like that. I think we're seeing that in Kansas city that Buchanan just loaded. Well, there's a guy who's a starting right tackle for the Indianapolis Colts who never won the Buchanan award was a finalist three years in a row and never won it. And Braden Smith. 
Yeah. He That's never brick. won. Wow. He never won it. Because he lost he lost the two other guys who were in the NFL. <laughs> what, what Evan Baines big in the Colts? Evan Baines and Elijah Lee. Award one of Buchanan, yeah. Who's on the two deeps for the for the Chiefs? I mean, it's <laughs> I you know, Braden, uh, Braden Smith, and, and for those of you who don't know, when Mick was at, at Spectrum, uh, we did a when we announced the ballot. And Braden Smith was a, a finalist all the sophomore, junior, senior year. Never made that show because that's when he lifted. <laughs> he didn't want to miss a lift. <laughs> that's, that's lift. The guy was that guy was a freak, man. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they played him a guard too. He's just a monster. Oh yeah, but he could run, so they played him a guard. And just imagine the poor defense running those wing team to like step yes. up into, into the yeah because they run they ran wing T. Giant <laughs> running guard. at you at probably four eight speed, just ready to just end you. Yeah, so like back to this money watch, you got Sam Van Dyne, who was a finalist last year. Um, you know, Mason McGravin from Olathe West, a dual threat guy, Great Hayden Jay from um uh, Mill Valley, some school out in Kansas. I don't I've heard I haven't heard of him. Um championships. <laughs> championships back behind him here in the in the it, it literally live from the district. Uh I you know, know I, I haven't got the third one up yet. I still haven't got a shadow box <laughs> that one. They, they're winning, so, they're yeah, winning it's, too rapidly for me it's a it's a it's a good list and like i said you go to smokingwars.com it's also on uh i i kind of link it on our, our site as well and and and, and you can jump over to smokingwars.com the new one will be out uh the first few of simone watch are going to highlight each award uh we're gonna do fontana and taylor uh this week and then i'll do the defensive guys next week and then each week we'll kind of highlight some kids uh and if you go to follow simone awards on uh at simone awards on twitter and facebook uh, that's a great way to go. Those and, and a lot of great uh, uh, content there. Podcasts, uh, doing an interview with Sean Long. We won it. Uh, so that, there's enough of my Simone Awards uh, talk there. But no, it's a great group, and I don't, I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, you I think I love it spread out. We're, I mean, we, we focused a lot on the uh, you know the uh, lineman linebackers, but I mean, and and you mentioned, I mean, Hayden Jay, McGavran, uh, a lot of good quarterbacks um, coming back. But what about the running back position? You have Grant Stubblefield. Who yes. could very well be a finalist for the Dorena Award and the uh, Simone yes. Award, um, reigning 6A Player of the Year in basketball, All State 6A Player in football at running back. Um, you have him. You have a, an under the radar guy. I got to see him this summer, Malik Oatis. I always want to say A Otis, like Amos Otis. I know. I do. I, I broke myself of that last season. I'm very happy I broke myself because I, He's I a said do everything back out yes. of the backfield, can run it, can catch it, just a freak of an athlete, so talented over at Shawnee Mission Northwest. And then guys like, uh, was it uh, Briggs Bartosh? Oh, uh, uh, you know, Park Hill South. I was talking, we were at the Deep Esquale Moore uh, Media Day yesterday, and and Moore, uh, the part of it was talking, he, he had a friend who was a um, on the, he was on the staff at Park Hill South, who's now at Blue Spring South with Alan Wellness, and said that Bartosh, was the best player on the field no matter yeah, who they played yeah. and when they, he got hurt late in the season that hurt their because they were undefeated and they lost they, the North they lost final. that one game so yeah Briggs Bartosh is a guy if he can stay healthy uh is a guy to keep your eye on and you know we talk about Belton and you know Javon Miner and Greg Lyles it, it's probably you know Lyles is going to put up some numbers but he's going to do it from a you know receiver position where Miner is going to get a chance to to really do some things so you know there's there's lots of good players out there. And there's, you know what, there may be a tailback who's getting his first start gig that we don't know about, you know, um, you know, that that's going to go out and throw 1800 yards up that you just don't, because that's how it happens in high school football. Next man up, a kid who's a sophomore junior, 
Yeah. Gets a Mike shot Kate or a Wally senior. Was probably on like on the list or maybe on the fringe yeah. of it last year, but we were more about Henry Martin at Blue Valley North. Yes. They had a good year, but then they started losing games and Polly just kept winning them. And well, Polly uh, was such a dual threat guy. And yeah, I mean, and, and was, you know, big time to everything they did. Yeah. Um, all right. We got to the big three, Simone Award list. Um, any other state emblems you need to go over uh, <laughs> beyond? Well, I mean, I, I will say this as a Missouri fan and as a Missouri person that went to Missouri, uh, and you, uh, this is for anybody who's a Missouri person, they wouldn't know this. You know, when you, you get to stickers, you know, if you're, you know, school of journalism or this and that, you know, like whatever your school went to, they're famous for like Missouri School of Journalism, you get that sticker for your car. Well, in Missouri, there's the College of Arts and Sciences where mm-hmm. I don't know. 80% of everybody goes through at some point, unless you're an engineer or a doctor, you go through the college of arts and sciences. That's where a lot of the, all the degrees branch off. I saw a sticker on a car that was, a, that was a round gold sticker with the black shape of the state. And it said, all it said in just the plainest print college of arts and sciences. And I was like, that is the most college of arts and sciences thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It's like, it's the most generic like College of Arts and Science is like the generic umbrella of everything at the University of Missouri. And right. that was the most generic thing. And, I, and so if you're a College of Arts and Sciences uh, survivor uh, at the University of Missouri, you, sh- you need to uh, you need to uh, get that sticker for your car. I think I need to as well. But uh, no, it's a, you know, it's a double back on the high school football season. It's going to be a great season. Um, looking forward to doing these podcasts. And uh, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of great stuff. I've been doing these virtual media days uh, with all these all these coaches. Um, tidying up the Missouri ones as we speak. Before I, I came on uh, with Mick, I did one, and uh, looking forward to doing the starting the Kansas ones this weekend. We're gonna rapid fire knock those out next week. Uh, get previews, you know, try and get a you know a video podcast with everybody, uh, every coach that we you know that we cover. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to do that, and of course we had the media day yesterday with the Kansas City Kansas. Yeah, let's sit on Kansas that. Uh, yes, more media day. Um, and it seemed like it grew this year. It seemed there are there are more. Teams it did. There, were there not? They added a uh, Hogan Prep and University Academy and William Christman, uh, which were nice additions. Um, we talked and to so those coaches yesterday. So explain what that is. That's it's 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 more or less an uh, collection of inner city teams from both the Kansas side and Missouri side. They meet at yeah. Grand Street on the plaza. They bring in. Uh, head coach and a couple of players. And it's basically like a press conference, almost like a, a media days for those inner city teams that don't always get the uh, as much coverage as they should. Yeah, they do. And, and, and you guys were out there and all the other TV stations were out there as well. And, uh, you know, for, for those kids, it, it's beyond just, hey, look, we're playing football and we get a little press that we maybe don't normally get. It's an event for a lot of those kids that they don't get to go to. That's, you know, there's, there's, those kids don't, you know, get to go down to the plaza and, and dress nice and you know like the Kansas City Central kids if you follow me on Twitter they all showed up shirts and bow ties they were the they won the best dressed award um you know the other kids were in their jerseys which is not mm-hmm. you know it's the slide on them but uh they came like and and it's a it's a chance to you know no matter where you're from at 16 17 18 having to you know go and, and be a part of a, a banquet and and interact with people and learn how to handle those social situations and be interviewed by some idiot like me who's rushing you through and, you know, asking the lineman, mm-hmm. uh, do, you know, do you like being up here? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> he was great. I mean, those kids are great. And, and uh, it's a great event just that the deepest one more does just for those kids to, to learn even just socially, um, you know, and, and it'd be great for all kids, you know, to be able to have that experience. I mean, I'm sure your kid who's in college now probably could have used a, somebody sticking a microphone in his face to, 
Or would he be, or is he like, is he like dad? And I mean, he got it last year. Like you got the, I mean, look, schools like Mill Valley, you've got a reporter or a TV crew out there almost every day, right? Leading up yeah. to the season and and um, they probably get tired of it. And so, yeah, he did media last year. He did it with uh, what, Channel 9, with Spectrum. And uh, it was funny. I used to, you know, intern under Karen Kornacki and then she's interviewing my <laughs> son. She got a kick out of that. And, uh, and, and, and I'm 41 and, and all that stuff. And so, you know, coaches like Joel Appleby and all those coaches, you know, you, uh, you know, Kelly Rockhurst and just all those guys, they, they know the drill. Once you get to be seniors, you kind of, you get out there and you, you, you know, throw out a couple seniors each time to, to talk and, and kind of get their, their name out there. And it's, 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 it's a, it's a good rite of passage for those kids who have been in the program for four years have worked their butt off. And, and a lot of times, look, it's, it's kids that are, playing for the first time, <clears throat> finally getting their shot as seniors and yeah. uh, to do it from the media. And so awesome to see those kids from, uh, you know, you know, KCK from the IL. We did a big story on Lincoln Prep. Uh, was there yesterday in front of the mic. And whether they're nervous or not, they love it, right? I mean, just the, yeah. it's kind of big, uh, you know, feel like you're big time. And, I mean, I'm from, I'm and hats off. To, I mean, I, I, I'd like it was to, good. It was good food, too. I, life, uh, from the local paper. And that was it. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's good food too. So I mean good they got a, the Grand got a great yeah. lunch. Uh, it was some kind of pork burn in thing. And Deep Squad Moore, Mike does a great job with that. And throughout the season, uh, you know, we have the Metro Game of the Week each year. Yes, as well, our, each week is our, well. our Metro Game of the Week this week is William Christmas and Grandview. Yeah, um, and that's good for a, us. And that like we always try to spread out. It you know each week it's not best games, best team. It's like okay, let's throw a blanket over the city. Yes, you know the pockets here. Where, where's the best action? You know, okay, yes. Uh, Lee Summit North is great, but we're not going to cover every week, right? We're we're going to make sure we we um, you know spread the love, and so to have that um, that deep scoring more game each week that really helps to kind of well, and, and yeah, it does, and and you know you guys since you've gotten to forty one and uh, some of the other you know spectrum spectrum West is that what it is? Uh... <laughs> Some of the amount of people you guys have over there with like a Kyle hat. I know sure, Kyle's yeah. not in sports, but Spectrum Nick West, Jacobs. Yeah. And I can remember when you guys were at Spectrum, you know, and, and Kyle was producing. Kyle's goal was to get video on every team that was in your yeah. coverage area. It was, I mean, it. and it and it's tough to do. Um, Spectrum had a little more uh, ability than, than the rest of us to do that at the time. They were more set up for that because that's what you guys did. Um, then, But uh, no, that's what we try and do. That's what I'm trying to do. The, the interviews with every coach, um, you know, I want you to be able to go to a team page and see something for your school mm -hmm. um, on there and, mm -hmm. and, and, and find out about, you know, and a lot of these coaches know, I mean, I've talked to coaches who were 0 and 10 last year and two wins is going to be a great improvement for them. They know this isn't necessarily going to be, you know, a championship season, but at least they can talk about their kids and these kids, you know, get a little, uh, get a little pub and, and, and know that, uh, you know, they are, you know, somebody, you know, no matter how many people are in the stands, that there's people who are interested in what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, lastly here, let's hit on a couple more games that are outside the uh, the big three. Fort Osage and Grain Valley. That's gonna that's gonna be a classic right out of the gates as well, right? Well, yeah, Fort Osage Grain Valley. Uh, the rematch. That's a I mean, what's it's uh, a rematch of the of the quarter last year. Grain Valley last year. Yep, Fort Osage on Grain Valley last year. The first game was nine to eight. They played twice last year. Right. Fort Osage beat them twice, nine to eight. Um, and that's a I think that's a Lorenzo Finner run back for a touchdown when they were kicking and they have a good kicker at Green Valley and the kicker slipped on the turf and kicked it in bounds and Lorenzo Finner ran it back. Oh, wow. lost, by, lost by one point. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a great game. And I'll be honest with you, these two teams um, 
are not in the same league right now, but I would bet money that they will, as Grain Valley grows, they will be tied at the hip for the next decade um, very easily. And it's I, they're I tried close to, to each other. The, uh, the suburban leagues, but I, I, I passed out. I can't, I can't, I can't figure it yeah, out. Yeah, no, they, I mean, uh, Fort's just a little bit bigger in Grain Valley right now. So they're in the red and, and Grain Valley's still in the white. Um, I would assume well, the what, next. So gold, gold and silver, then red, white, blue, then all goes. Yep. Gold, silver, red, white, blue. In gold is all biggest class six. Okay. Silver is class six with Staley. Maybe class six. I don't know. They were right on the line last year. Who knows? We'll see. As you you may be watching this going, idiot. I just looked on your side. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, if you caught it late, but uh, uh, no, it's uh, those. And then the the red, white, and blue. The the red and white are all class five teams. Yeah. Belton is kind of on that line. Um, and they're in the they're in the white. Um, so th- those are all class five teams. And then the blue is primarily class four teams. So it's 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 really apples to apples in these leagues now. I didn't love five. I thought you could have done four sevens just to you know keep the number there. Yeah, there's 28, but, right? Yeah, there's 28, but they go five, six, five, five, seven. But they're all along classification. They're all along, you know, you talk to the coaches, you know, a San Joe Central North Kansas City, similar communities. They're in together. So it's, you know, the co- there's a lot of coaches who like it. If you're in the silver, you're like, why didn't you just put us all in the gold? We're all playing yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. All the silver teams are playing the gold teams. The class six teams are pretty much playing each other. Um, so that's a, you know, we talk about good matchups for us. Green Valley. Uh, Carney and Platte County are not in a conference for the first time in almost 20 years. They're playing but they're playing week one. Yeah, don't don't think that Carney, Smithville, and Platte County aren't going to play each other. Yeah, that's that is happening. Place, yeah, there's there, there's no way that's not happening. Uh, though they might as well be you know tied at the hip those three schools. So uh, that's a good one. You know, Raytown and Smithville. Um, Raytown Logan Minick went to Kearney, Um, and uh, Mike Hedrick takes over at Raytown. Smithville undefeated state champion last year. Lost some good players. Still going to bring some good teams back. You're going to see a Smithville team that is uber talented but not huge. Um, all kinds of speed against a Raytown team that's got size and athletes, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great test for both those schools. Um, so that's a good one. Pius and Pembroke Hill, week one. If you even want to go small way. school, Oak Grove and Lawson, improving Oak Grove well, against the Lawson. You want to go even smaller? Outside the area, Maryville plays Blair Oaks. That's Blair like, Oaks at, at, at Central like Missouri. 20 state titles against 30 there. Yeah, and then uh, you, you can go even smaller, Lafayette County and Penny. Penny was the only team to beat them in the regular season last year. Um, and that's a, the Penny's a really good team. The case, you know, KCI is kind of up there, St. Joe-ish, you know, kind of borderline yeah. St. Joe-ish. I went up to East Buchanan to start the year amongst the eight foot tall corn as East Buchanan practiced on their practice field right next to a cornfield. Um, and, you know, defending state champion East Buchanan, uh, you know, so KCI has got great teams and and they, they cross, they're crossing over some with the Missouri River Valley West. And, and so no, just a lot of, a lot of good games in week one. You can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to get out of here. Dion, thanks so much for the time. But we are back every single week, usually yep. on a Wednesday. We'll, we'll drop this we're, thing. We're, yeah, usually Wednesday after. We're going to try. We're going to shoot people. I'm going to. I'm going to plant my flag and say we're going to try and uh, shoot for for Wednesdays or or somewhere along that line. <laughs> you just got to get me out of bed, Dion. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. All right, for Dion and Mick, we'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.